Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome people to episode 456 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Matt Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Ian Loring, Mark, Top Gun Maverick, in both its digital and physical home releases, will be retaining the IMAX ratio. Ooh, has that been confirmed? Yep, Paramount have confirmed. That's very nice, uh, because that makes sense, because I'm looking forward to seeing that again like that um also mark yes if you want it digitally you'll be able to get it in the next couple of weeks yeah if you want it physically you gotta wait until fucking november <laughs> so fucking hell that just why <laughs> just, yep just why? it's almost as if it's almost as if they don't want to spend the money to produce the cases and the discs anymore or something. It's, it's almost as, as if they've gone, literally that someone at Paramount turned around and went, and went, Greg, you ordered those Top Gun Maverick films, didn't you? And it, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 it, it just, yeah, it's. But I almost can see me going, fuck it, I'm buying it. I'm buying, <laughs> buying it on 4K on iTunes. And then at some point, buying the 4K disc as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, can I. Oh, God, no, don't worry. You, you, well, go on, go on. You're going to jump in at you. Go on. I'm just going to completely fucking railroad. Go on. Can I just say, for my birthday film this year, I'm going to do it, Mark. I'm sorry. I, I know, I know we're where you're going. About it. <laughs> I, I'm, right. I'm opening the floor to you. Right. So, for my birthday film, I go see a film in the cinema every year. I've got a letterbox list that I basically update once a year with the films I went to see in the cinema. And I'd already seen Nope. Um, and I was like, right, fuck. What am I going to go see? Wasn't really much else out. And I was like, fuck it, it's time. So I went to see Top Gun Maverick again. Now, I went 10 past 7 on a normal Monday. That fucking screen wasn't their smallest screen. And I swear to God it was half full. There was probably like 40 people in there. And Top Gun Maverick is a miracle. That film is actually a miracle um one of the just what you probably said this before when we reviewed it it is just like one of those films that kind of reminds you why you fucking fell in love with the form yeah um it's it it, you know yes it, it, it is playing some nostalgia things to an extent but not even that massive on on the original top gun but it is just telling a universal story in a way that is really, really not America Hoorah. It's got a couple of moments, but it's not jingoistic in the slightest. It's about the fucking characters, the people. Um, and at the end... I watched every single other person walk out because I noticed the first couple of people had smiles on their faces, then the next. I was like, Has ev- is every single person walking out of this film with a smile on their face? And they were. 
and I, it just that film puts everyone in the best mood, and you know it. The thank you for saving my life. It's what my dad would have done. Wow, just fantastic! And then just kicking in with that Lady Gaga song over the closing credits. It's I I, I cannot fucking state how good that film is. And the thing is, the one comment I've got about not watching it in the IMAX framing is that if this wasn't going to get IMAX framing in the home video release, I would feel like we're just going to forever miss out. Yeah. What that framing does with the the more boxy ratio is it really in the cockpit scenes it plays just far more emphatically how insanely dangerous it all is and just the fucking nothingness around them other than sky with your scope ratio you just you are get you are kind of getting that but it's not as overwhelming and with 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 the IMAX like you see their reactions against just the fucking canvas around them and it palpably adds to the feeling of a viscerality that you get from the film it works lovely in scope, but the fact that I know every time I watch that film going forward will be in the framing that they shot it for is incredibly pleasing to me. <laughs> um, I've, 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 I've waxed lyrical about IMAX a lot, and I think that there are a lot of films for which IMAX framing adds very little. Um, Top Gun Maverick... It, 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 yeah, yeah, ab- just absolutely. What a fucking joy that film is. What a fucking joy. And I will say right now, I'm going to set my stall. I think it gets nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. I think Tom Cruise may, may get nominated for Best Actor. Um, Miles Teller may. I don't think so, don't think but will. may get nominated for Best Supporting Actor. But if Top Gun Maverick gets nominated for Best Picture, it wins. Yeah. I, I, I think it wins Best Picture. Um, and I think there's a possibility it gets it gets a lot of the technical awards. It, it ends up getting it five will. or six awards, including one surprise one. It's the thing. You do that, you give Spielberg Best Original Screenplay for The Fablemans. Mm. So Spielberg's kind of got his. I mean, obviously, Fableman's completely sight unseen. But a world in which Top Gun Maverick wins Best Picture, Steven Spielberg wins Best Director, Tom Cruise gets nominated for Best Actor, is the kind of world where an academy that wants the general public to give a fuck about the Oscars again 
that kind of makes sense. Also, RRR is starting to get fucking heat for whether it can get a Best International Feature nomination. I mean, it's got on it. That's, you know, and if that happens, there's a good chance that wins. Could we have a world where Top Gun Maverick wins Best Picture, RRR wins Best International Feature, and Film Twitter is happy about that? <laughs> yeah. Film goes, all right then. All right then. Why not? <laughs> yeah, except at the same time, it'll probably give fucking Johnny Depp best actor for some fucking thing that he's going to fart out in the next few weeks. Or something like that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, like, when it comes to best actor, I mean, you've got Adam Driver coming up for White Noise, which, if that film hits, I think could could be, could be a contender. You know, but we... we 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 will see. We will see. My, I suppose there is a little bit of a worry of an Oscars so white kind of thing happening with what what what, what we're talking about. But we'll see. It's you know it's it's early days. But honestly, right, best picture is supposed to be like what is generally like, and especially with the um, the kind of like the, the the ranking system that the Academy do, you'll have a lot of people putting Top Gun Maverick at number one. And you'll have a shitload of people putting it at two and three as well. Yeah, yeah, like no, that. That's go, go, the go, thing. Go, go, go. This is the more worthy of films, but fucking, I enjoyed the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and and that's it. I just, I feel like it could be an absolute titan. And you know, Avatar's obviously coming down the, the track as well. Wakanda Forever. You know, it does feel like. There's a case for blockbusters to be nominated this year, and who knows, may, maybe they'll actually deserve it. Who, well, who's who's to say? This is the thing I was thinking about. Um, and I know we're starting to show the tangent before we've even sort of like said what we're on, but I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. Right. There's often a lot that is put out there saying, for instance, that um, like horror or comedy. Things that are subject more subjective never get nominated for Best Picture and never win Best Picture, right? But action films don't at all. Yeah, and, I, and you know, and I was trying to think of one, not not even like just that got that, that won it, but that re- realistically got nominated. I mean, Fury Road's your last one, isn't it? Fury Road's the last one, which didn't win it, did it? No. But it got nominated Mm-mm. because Mm-mm. just everyone, Mm-mm. everyone just loved it. A million. One of ton of crafts. Yeah, one of ton of crafts. But that, yeah, that probably is the last one. And it's mad that we can only think of one uh, that comes out there. But I don't. I think you're going back to probably westerns counting as action films, which they can do absolutely. To one that might have won it, but you know, there's unequivocally action movies make up so much of cinema's success. <laughs> That it's bonkers that that, that, that they've never, you know, it's the same thing as um, the fact that there's there's, there's, there's no category at all for anything to do with stunt work, yet stunt Mm. work is something that has literally existed since silent cinema, which was like... 50% 50% stunt work because it needed to be because you had to show ridiculousness to get people's attention. And it still it, it still exists now, stunt work, but it's never acknowledged as being a craft. I mean, but this is the thing about Top Gun Maverick. It's 
it absolutely appeals to all quadrants. Um, it, it, it just, it works. It is the most universally agreed upon film in fucking years. Mm. Yeah, just everyone at least likes it. Yeah. Uh, apart, you know, apart from the people who are just like, you know, it's just an advertisement for the U.S. Um, Navy, blah blah blah. No, 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 no. no. Like, yeah, and it, it's it, to that. It's very much like, right? Do you mean the first one, or have you watched this one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, th- 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 this is the thing. It just, I don't know. The impression I get from it is it's dangerous as fuck, and all of these people are really highly skilled, and they work hard, they play hard. Yeah, but. Jesus fucking Christ, you wouldn't want to be one of them. Mm. It's it just it dangerous. It's yeah. scary. It, it feels a little bit that, that I, I I get the original criticism for that because the, it was very much oh uh, the original yeah yeah yeah. But this one, I think they very carefully didn't do that. Um, and so when I've seen people putting that criticism towards it, it's like, right, you haven't seen it, you mean the original Top Gun. Or secondly, it's just a bit, oh, do you know what? It's been a really it's been a really rough few years for everybody. It's still a little bit rough. Can you please just have a fucking break and let people enjoy things? You gonna say it, gonna do it, gonna do it, because we are a pod syndicate podcast and we have other friends. So I'm going to do it and say, fuck off, you minge-faced assassin of joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, Tom Cruise is a producer on Top Gun. I'm fairly sure he'd be one of the nominated producers. You fucking end next year's Oscars ceremony with Tom Cruise holding an Oscar for Top Gun. Yeah, that that is now quite is now possibly the fifth highest grossing movie of all time. Mm. And yes. this is a little bit conspiracy theory of me. You know, do do the intro because then it's going to link into something else I want to talk. I'll link into something else I want to talk about. So we're going to chat this week. We haven't got one review like we thought we'd have. We've I've got two. Like we maybe we're gonna have we've got three main reviews somehow. At one point we thought we were gonna have four. We thought we, got but then four. we were like, no, what? That's too much. Yeah, so we've got much. it down to three. So we do have no, but we also have thirteen lives because it's just arrived on Prime Video and we've all watched it. Um, mm-hmm. And we have um, Resurrection, a <laughs> a wow of a movie uh, that. That literally, um, I, I, I would say that, that that Colonel Tom Parker would say made Ian feel things that he wasn't sure he should feel. <laughs> yeah, I mean Ian erection. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what we're gonna cover um, amongst a few other bits. Ian, did you watch Day Shift? <laughs> I'm about 20 minutes into it. Can right. we review it next week? Wait, fuck it, yeah, let's review it next week, because I watched it. We'll review it next week. <laughs> let's put yeah, that right, next yeah, week's Yeah, yeah alright, fine. Yeah, I wouldn't mind chatting. Um, when it came up at 87.11 production at the start, it was like, oh, shit, the, the John Wick fight choreography people are now getting production credits at the start of films. That's <laughs> cool. 
So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. Right. Uh, Go on. Right. Yeah. You were saying. So, the new president of the academy gave an interview to the academy's digital magazine A Frame, where he said that he is looking to reinstate the awards that got given out before the ceremony started into the main ceremony next year. <laughs> And he like he, he cares passionately about it, and that, like that's great. That, that 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 that's one of those where it's like, duh. Yeah, but also, is that because Top Gun Maverick is going to get nominated for a shitload of below the line stuff, and it's basically going to be like a hype train for Top Gun Maverick, like winning a shitload yeah. of things. You, you you want you want to keep cutting to a table that has Kaczynski. Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie essentially sat there just clapping the ever-living shit out of everybody Mark, that is going up to collect awards. Mark, you want best score being presented to Lady Gaga as well as Hans Zimmer and Harold Faltermeyer. Yeah. It, like, literally, all this shit writes itself. Lady Gaga, get, like, getting an Oscar for just best score. Fuck it. Why not? Lady Gaga. Oscar for best short film. It's yeah. like, that's a famous person. Lady Gaga, you know, this, like, there is genuinely, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out into fucking, like, theoretical world, but I think that this theoretical world exists um, as a possibility. There's a world... Where in a couple of years' time, Lady Gaga, quite conceivably, could have four Academy Awards. Two for Best Song for um, Star is Born and one of the ones that she's clearly going to write. Actually, not three because she could get nominated for this as well, Mate, couldn't she? So she could have five. Fucking hold, hold my hand. Yeah. <laughs> so she could, she's going to fucking win Best Song this year. Yeah, so she could have two there. She could win one for best score. That'd be three. And then for Joker, uh, the sequel to Joker, she could win one for actress or supporting actress. And she's going to write a song for that that's going to be fucking great. She could win for that. There is a world where in two years' time, Lady Gaga has five Academy Awards. Oh, that'd be fucking... Yeah. And do you know what? It'd be like, do you know what? Fuck it. Fair enough. How many fucking Disney got? Go after her, you prick. Go after that prick. I don't know, like, it just, I'm thinking about it now, right, these Oscars could fucking slap, because I know I said, like, White Noise for origi- uh, um, White Noise Adam Driver and whatnot, like, fucking original screenplay, give it everything everywhere all at once, like, fucking film Twitter would be thrilled about that, it would be a nice coronation of the biggest A24 film ever, um... Or, or, you know, I mean, you do have Spielberg as well, but it's like the old versus the new. That's exciting. Um, Michelle Williams is getting some, like, big fucking heat off of the Fablemans, apparently, for Best Actress, playing Spielberg's mum. Mm. Go on then. Well-liked actress. Let's fucking go. You know, Adam Driver winning Best Actor. That that would be cool. Um, it just... Is she won one yet, I, Michelle I Williams? Fucking... Oh, she's been nominated uh, shitloads. Yeah, she's nominated. Glass Onion. You know, like, Ryan Johnson getting nominated for Best Original. 
is uh, uh, Janelle Monet is apparently really, really fucking good in Glass Onion. Best supporting actress. You know, I mean, like, say what you want about Janelle Monet, but apparently she's good in it. Um, it just, it feels like there could be quite a lot of people that people have fucking heard of getting nominated for shit. And that is what the Academy will want and they'll actually be able to sell it because it will be like the right thing creative, creatively. Yeah. And then RRR, best international feature, let's fucking go. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna. The thing is, it's been a great year for film so far, and we've still got the best part of the year for film to come. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, like Oscarbation twenty three is gonna fucking slap. Ah. Like, uh, and um. And fuck. Mark, like, we need. Yeah, absolutely. We, the, so LFF are doing their satellite screenings like they did last year again. We need to keep an eye on that because Glass Onion is closing LFF, so we all have one of those screenings. Mm, yep, we will keep an eye on that. Um, I think we can yeah. call that our news section this week, don't you? Oh, fucking goddamn. I, I feel like I need a fucking cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Have, have you watched any trailers this week? <laughs> and at that point, I'm a go pee. Right. I'm going to go pee as well, and then we'll come back for trailers. <laughs> Hell yeah. We might review some films. <laughs> some point. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, dearie me. You seen all this fucking shit? This John Campier guy on Twitter, who's got everybody on film Twitter shitting them for themselves. Oh, what's, who, who is he? What's he done? I've heard of him. But my word, I think he might have deleted the fucking tweets. He um, he was watching RRR. Yeah, I think he's deleted the tweets. That's quite funny, actually. Um, he was watching RRR, and he was like, it's three minutes in, and the credits are still going. Like, what the fuck? I'm going to nope out of this. And then later on, I'm 15 minutes in. Yeah, I'm noping out. I just watched the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. And I've seen people just saying, it's amazing how many people on film Twitter seem to just not enjoy the form. Mm. And this, so this guy, it's like Jay from Film Junk used to talk about him back in the day. So he's been around for a while. I think he might have used to work for Collider.com or something. I think he did their like podcasts or something. Like he is like a professional critic. And it, yeah, I, I don't know. It just made me laugh. It, it seems like film Twitter has united around the cause of dragging him <laughs> for just noping out of RRR. And good. Yes. Good. I'm looking forward to watching RRR again. If there wasn't already like three films I want to see at the cinema this weekend, I would go watch RRR again because my beloved chapter in Cardiff are playing it yeah, this weekend. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I like. I'd, I'd, I'd love to. That film needs to get an IMAX re-release. Yes, that's what needs to happen. Which I could see happening at some point. You, you could, you could kind of see happening at some point. That's the magic thing about it. Anyway, anyway, anyway. anyway trailers. Becky, what trailers have you been watching? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I've seen any. Well, Ian, what trailers have you been watching? 
That's my, that's my big introduction to, coming in to hot join the show. With hot <laughs> takes. Ah, fuck it, no. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to come straight to me. I was just sat quietly. There was, there was a couple before Nope, wasn't there? Yeah. Sorry. Cat's been a pain. Um... Yeah, but I can't remember what they were off the top of my head. Sorry, I've literally just got in from work, so my brain's a bit fried. I feel like Mark's literally pushed you in front of the fucking microphone and gone, speak. It, it, it was two like horror ones, wasn't it? That, that looked so generic that it's impossible to remember what they are. One of them was just called, like, the latest exorcism film. Uh, Is it The Invitation? That's the prick. Yeah. That, to, that literally was like they had a big list of like different exorcism um, tropes. That lady comes a nun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that looked boring. It did look boring. Uh, yeah. All right, Ian, what trailer have you been watching? <laughs> um, so, the, the greatest beer run ever. I haven't I watched the trailer for this, but I know it stars uh, my beautiful Zach Efron um, and Russell Crowe, I believe. <laughs> Yep. So yeah, right, so the, yeah. this film. So this film is directed by Peter Farrelly, whose last film was Green Book. Internet loves him. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. This is right. So this is the thing. This film is going to get dragged, no matter what. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to really like this film. <laughs> what just puts got Zephron in? It's it's about Zephron. Literally, like, it's it's he's got to save people. It, it, it's part of his platoon in World War Two, I believe, and he's bringing them beer. Vietnam, Vietnam. He's he Vietnam. basically it's like I want them to know that we care back here, so I'm going to go to Vietnam to give people beer. Um, I've got to say, right, this comes out while I'm in Florida. I am going to watch the fuck out of this on my iPad by a pool with some beers. Yeah. I I I I, I, I genuinely am looking forward to this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Did, honestly, I think this looks really fun. I I don't I don't think they're going for an awards play with it. But it just it looks like straight down the middle small c conservative filmmaking and there is there's room for that there's room for that you know not every fucking film can be a sledgehammer to a walnut you know like let, let's make films entertaining again <laughs> i don't know like it, it, it looks fun yeah it looks completely lightweight and it's gonna have some emotional moments and zephron looks charming Fucking Zephron's character. Zephron's character, Ian. Right? He's called Chicky Donahue. Yep. Bill Murray plays the Colonel. Yeah, I and he's you, like Bill Murray, he's like a landlord in a pub. I and think you might be wrong. I think this Great. might be might be the best picture movie we don't know we, we need right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, it doesn't look like the most progressive film ever made. Don't get me wrong, but not every film can be. 
you know, like a film is a multi-church denomination. Um, and I'm, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. I think it looks fun and I'm looking forward to it um, on Apple TV 30th of September. Yep. Can't wait. Um, right. What else have we got? Because I've not got a lot. In fact, I'm looking at the like only... there might have been. The only oh, trailer I've watched is... A, a new... Go on. The Banshees of uh, Inishirin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm... Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm up for this. <laughs> the, the fact that the plot seems to boil down to... Brendan Gleeson's pissed off with Colin, Colin Farrell and won't tell him why. <laughs> and they tell it's town. fantastic. Yeah, and they tell town keep on asking him why. Yeah, looks brilliant. He, he won't talk to him. Like the whole, the half the plot of the film apparently is, 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 is he basically tells him that he's going to cut his finger off, <laughs> one finger off every time he talks to him. So yeah, I, I, yeah. There's, there's obviously going to be more to it, and it's going to be incredibly cutting and bleak of what is actually to it because you know filmmaker involved. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Is that is that as for trailers? Fucking all barreling through this. Is that the director? I, 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 I'll say yeah. With the two stars of Imbrue. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Fair. Um, uh, there was a new trailer for the menu. Oh um, yes, I don't know if you. I yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to that. Um, it's I I think it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be Ray Fines just being fucking sinister, but calmly so. And I I I am up for it. Um, I, I, I'm up for the fact that, that I, I like the fact that it seems like there's all this chaos going on, but Nicholas Holt is just really enjoying the food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I literally just hope uh, that it, it, yeah, it's one of those absolutely. things. I hope it's one of those things where he just doesn't realise all this is going on because he's just really enjoying the food, and at some point he turns around and is like, and he just looks up at the end of the movie, it's him just going, check please. <laughs> That's it, it just finishes. <laughs> Just bit, at one point, he realizes he's eating Anya Taylor Joy's arm, and he's just like, "Can I have some more pepper?" <laughs> yeah, are you going to eat that? Around? You wouldn't want to eat Anya Taylor Joy's arm, though, would you? There's fucking nothing there. I was going to say those are the bits first. Wow. Vibes. No. Nice. Absolutely not. Well, nice. Yeah. Have you seen? Sorry, just on eating people for a second. Have you seen there's an Army Hammer documentary coming out called The House of Hammer? Yeah. Yep. Have you watched the trailer? No, funnily enough. No. It's a whole thing. I don't want it. It doesn't need to be a thing. I feel a little bit like... Right. You can cancel people. That's fine. And there has to be consequences like that. But it seems to have been a documentary really fucking quickly. I don't think it's just about him yeah, he... in this particular this particular scenario. I think it's about the the family and their problematic legacy. Right. So yeah. It is just a bit 
And his he's aunt's fucked on the trailer off. like, I'm about to drop the, I don't know, I'm about to spill the tea on the Hammer family. She doesn't exactly say that, but it's along those lines. And it's like, wow, you are really like just, just pissing in a pool of money there, aren't you? Why would you do that, you mad bitch? <laughs> it's, it's like, she's already, she, she's already been cut out for something, yeah, hasn't she? She must have been, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't risk it. It's, like, it's like, she went, can I cash out all of my shares now? And they went, yeah. And she went, all right, I'm going to go invest in these NFTs. They look really good. <laughs> I just with the, the army hammer thing and um, may, it may well be that I'm uneducated but the dude has been thoroughly cancelled like death on the Nile came out he did no promotion for it he stayed the fuck away he's now doing whatever the fuck he's doing whether he's working for that hotel resort or not and wants to be close to his kids um, and there's a part of it that it, go on the hotel resort is owned by the family and he's done bits of work with it previously, like before when he was doing like Lone Ranger and stuff like that. So that story was a little bit um <laughs> Yeah, but I think I think what okay, he's yeah, yeah. is that he's just he's taken himself out of the line yeah. right, and fucked off. Yeah. But then again, yeah, just but, but, yeah. But, but he's is, done exactly what people asked him to do. Leave him alone. Yeah, the other thing there, and, and the thing is, I, I I am holding up the fact that I might be wrong later on, but he hasn't actually eaten anybody, has he? <laughs> no, I mean this, but and and this is the thing, it's I because I'm kind of hoping it, he has yes, by this point. He's been creepy, he's been weird, he's also not trying, he's not doing an Ezra Miller. Oh, don't we go away with that? Yeah. <laughs> We don't need to talk. About, we don't need to talk about that. Good. I think the issue is that he's being accused of sexually aggressive and coercive behaviours. Which, which, which yeah. is a matter for the criminal justice system at this point. Like he's not trying to persuade anyone otherwise. You know, yep. going on fucking talk shows and pr- protesting his innocence. Mm. He said at the start of it when it all came out, I, I dismiss these claims. They're all bullshit. But then he's just gone away. Like, let the process do the process, I think, at this point. Uh, there is a very much a... No matter what, there's no way back there. No, no. Um, the thing is, if he's done what he's done, if if, they, if he's done what he's accused of doing, then he deserves to get punished for it. But Absolutely. Like, people wanted him to just fuck off because what he's allegedly done is, is gross and sick and they want him to be punished. But that process has to roll through its... No, you didn't. Pe- 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 people, people want their pound of flesh right now. It don't work like that. And, and Army Hammer wants seconds of that pound of flesh. <laughs> I'm going to move on before I, I, I get swimming in more cannibal jokes. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, yes, absolutely. If it, Like you say, Bex, if he's done wrong, it is for the criminal justice system, and that needs to take it, it. That needs to take its course. But he has fucked off. He's I think done, people are pissed he, off he, though that he has that he's not yeah, hung yeah. around and made a spectacle of it all, and he, he's just gone. Yep, all right. While this works through its thing, I'm just going to take myself out of the public eye. And I think people are pissed off about that because they want the sideshow. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Talking of sideshow, um, did you cover in movie news all the ongoing Don't Worry Darling drama? <laughs> no. No. What's happened now? Let's do well, it. 
We're going go long, on. baby. Let's go. Strap Let's go. in. Fuck it. Start reviewing. Ian, I said we might review some films. We might not now. <laughs> well, obviously, there was the whole thing about her coming out and saying, or insinuating that she'd essentially co-directed pew, the pew. movie. Yeah, pew pew. Um, because Olivia Wilde was too busy making puppy dog eyes at Harry Styles and like fucking him on set and stuff. Yeah. So that, 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 that escalated quickly. Well, there's, there's been that whole thing, hasn't there? And then um, it's come out that... Um, so then it, it's... Um, so Olivia Wilde's been very much like, oh my God, I was, I was really adamant that I wanted to make sex scenes sexy again and it's all about sex, sexy, sex, sex, oh, sex. Yeah. And Florence Pugh's come out and made quite a lot of comments that suggest that she's uncomfortable with it being promoted in that way. Like, yeah, all right, if you're in a movie with Harry Styles, then there's a clip in the trailer of him going down on someone. Yes, that's going to be the conversation, but that isn't what this movie is. You know, it's a, it's a female-led story and blah, 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 blah. So she's clearly quite uncomfortable with Olivia Wilde going, oh my God, did you see the bit in the trailer where he's like literally going down on her on a table? And that's all the bit that she seems to be focusing on and Pew 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 seems to be quite uncomfortable with that. And then it's come out that she got so it, it, she's the lead in the movie yeah she got paid seven hundred thousand pound dollars for it and harry styles apparently got two and a half million yep because you know coming, from the, coming from the acting you know legacy that he has behind him of being a bit part in dunkirk you can see why he would get more money against an oscar nominated actress yeah and the, the, the article i was reading about it was like Apparently, Olivia Wilde's boyfriend got paid two and a half million, whilst Oscar-nominated actress Florence Pugh got seven hundred thousand. So, yeah. Uh, can I play a little bit of devil's advocate here, whilst also maintaining that I am on Team Pugh with this one? Pew, pew. I am on the Pugh, right? He, he, he's gonna, he's going to sell more tickets than yeah. Florence Pugh is. He really, yeah. really, really is going to sell so many tickets. But then again, she probably should have got more money up front and he should have got a little bit more of the back end and not just can I do a high five back yeah <laughs> five yeah that was a really weak high five man what the fuck um, I just think it, it's it, there's obviously bad feeling there in there like Pew's done barely any publicity for it but uh, but I like the fact that they're all going to be together in Venice in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Let's go. I, I like the, thing that the fact that, that, that Florence Pugh seems like the sort of person who has the absolute confidence in herself. Oh, yeah. Without the arrogance in herself of that, of just confidence in, in herself of who she is and how talented she is and how in her mind of where she is. That I think she would literally, if she wanted to, she'd just fucking call it out, knowing that. This isn't going to set fire to my career. I'm going to be fine. And do you know what? I don't care if a lot of Harry Styles fucking stylists or whatever they're going to be called come after me. I don't give a shit. I, <laughs> I've got a massive kitchen. I get, I get the vibe off of it. Well, she doesn't anymore. Unless that was her kitchen, not Zach. Brown's. I think that was her kitchen, not um, Braffy's. Oh, good oh. for her. But yeah, I get the feeling that she's so pissed off about this this whole experience and the the way that the movie's been marketed and all that kind of stuff that she she is happy enough to just fucking if it burns down her career talking about it she is fine with that. I think she knows it's not going to burn no, down I know. hers. I know, I know. The 
thing is though, like it's not making Olivia Wilde look good, any of this. No, 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 no. Nope. Or Harry Styles, nope. really. Styles is kind of trying to. Styles kind of, moved in he's on a married woman. Of it. He's not at all. Well loved Jason. Sudeikis. He's kind of trying to stay out of it. And go. I'm just gonna stand a bit here. Just. Then yeah. you Elton John. Well, I don't think Elton John ever fucked anyone else's wife. I bet he did. Husband. I bet he did. Mm. I bet he buggered I, some husbands. Yeah. All right. Well, not a, I, in such a public forum. I mean, um, maybe. I, <laughs> Maybe literally in a public forum. Who knows? Yeah. We've all seen Rocket Man. We know what goes on in sound studios. <laughs> it's fascinating, though, because Olivia Wilde was attached to Don't Worry Darling for a bit before Harry Styles came on board. And, like, a, a, like the apparently they hooked up on set. Yes. So it's like, this was an Olivia Wilde-led project, you know? Yeah. And it was like, it was a... I remember it being like a, a subject of a massive bidding war, like Deadline were reporting at the time, and Warner Brothers paid like quite a lot for it. Um, and then for it to turn into Olivia Wilde just going, "Yeah, it's sexy in it," and Florence Pugh going, "It's more, it's it's about more than someone going down on me," you know. And it it, it just it's odd that it's turned that way. Mm. Um, do do you think that there's an element of Look, the way that we market, the way that we get bums on seats for this movie is if people think it's that sexy Harry Styles movie. Yeah, but then if it's not that movie, all you all you end up with is a fucking F cinema score and loads of disappointed bums it, it, on seats. The thing is, it doesn't matter, it, it doesn't matter it what, as long as they've bought the ticket. It should matter. No, I, that, I agree with but, you, but it doesn't matter as long it, as they've bought the ticket. Mm. Women have more of a tough time with director jail than men. And if this does go down poorly, uh, pardon the uh, inappropriate <laughs> pun, but um, it yeah, it it's not like you say. Florence Pugh's gonna be fine. Harry Styles is gonna be fine. It is Olivia Wilde who runs the risk there, and it, I, it you know I'm it's just like, gonna say though that very attractive, very rich from wealthy family white woman. I think she's gonna be all right. Maybe not oh yeah, no, no. Yeah. I still think she's gonna no, be all right. Look, <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there, there is that, but also, yes, very rich white woman, also woman in like as a director in the film industry. You know, it, it's I'd yeah, yeah, should be all right. But it's like, does that have fucking knock-on effects? Like, really, like that's a fair point. Horrible yeah. knock-on effects. That it might my, my issue would be less with what happens to Olivia Wilde. Could not give a fuck about Olivia Wilde. She absolutely rode Booksmart somehow being what Booksmart was, despite the fact it made fuck. Still all can't money. understand that but movie. People, but the love for that movie. No, no, neither could. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But she rode those fucking coattails like all the fucking way. And with Don't Worry Darling, you know, like, she's more than happy to promote it. So, absolutely, if it turns out to be, like, some sort of dumpster fire for her, I don't feel particularly sorry for her. I feel... I I, I just... I feel bad for what that will mean for... Barbie. Female filmmakers. And especially when you've got She Said coming out as well, which is, like, all female-led. We've had that one trailer, and there's been nothing else about it. There is 
zero buzz on She Said. And it's like, if that film is a meh or below, that's going to be fucking damaging as well. And that that's what I'm worried yeah, about. Yeah, there's that. At the end of the day, I hope everything gets sorted out and that Don't Worry Darling is, is actually quite good. I really want Don't Worry Darling to be good, but if Olivia oh, God, yeah. Cockburn gets taken down in the process of it being good, that wouldn't vex me too much because I don't really like her. <laughs> I am well up for watching Don't Worry Darling in a cinema in Florida with people who live in Florida watching Don't Worry Darling. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of prudish over there, aren't Florida they? Florida man. Yeah. Um, nope was uh, written and directed. Oh, sorry. One other thing. Do you know what else is coming out over there while well, I'm there? Bros. <laughs> watching bros... In a Florida cinema is going to be a fucking experience. And I'm a little bit worried about going there by myself. <laughs> right. We already a review movie. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go for it. Let's fucking go for it. Nope is uh, written and directed uh, by Jordan Peele. Stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Ewan, uh, Michael Wincott, um... Barbie Ferreira, Keith Brandy David's Ferreira. there. Cinematographer is Hoyt Van Hoyten. Um And what is it about? So let's have a look. Let's see what the IMDb says, um, because that's where I go for my plot synopsis. Um, synopsis. 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 The residents of a lonely glutch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. Go on then, why not? Um, Ian, I'm not going to put it as a question, mm. but somebody asked me at work and said, what was Nope like? And my response was, it's weirdly exactly what the trailer says it's going to be and not what the trailer says it's going to be at the same time. <laughs> what did you think of Nope? Uh, I think Nope is a film that ever so slightly likes the smell of its own farts, but not enough to make me completely not like it. Um, It is a film where Jordan Peele says it's about people's obsession with spectacle. And I say, all right. And also, is it uh, with people uh, with Hollywood's obsession with making films that are 20 minutes too long? Have you meta commentaried yourself there, Mr. Peele? Um, I think it's uh, relatively unfocused. Um, it has got plenty of ideas, and I don't think it executes them all very uh, that super super well. It's got great individual sequences, and. I see not an awful lot of use of it being filmed in IMAX. I said earlier on when Becky wasn't on and we were talking about Solgun Maverick that that film basically needs to be seen in IMAX. There was an awful lot in the promotion of this film about the IMAX framing and all that and it's like, uh, nope. (laughs) Um, Intrigued to see what you guys think about that. Um, I think the cast's great. Great to see Michael Wincott fucking fourth filled in a film. Let's yeah. go. 
Um, but yeah, I thought good 20, 25 minutes too long. Didn't need Stephen Ewan. And you definitely fucking didn't need Gordy. But let's see what you guys thought. Right, Bex. Mm-hmm. I think you're quite close to Ian Art on this. Possibly a little bit more on the negative side than Ian. Oh, wow. Wow, fuck. Go ahead. I guess incorrectly. The, the, it, it, very underwhelming. Um, very concerned about the fact that um, Jordan Peele currently, for me, seems to be the master of a series of diminishing returns. Um, the alien design was pretty, but did it look like an alien? No. Um, Kiki Palmer, really fucking annoying. But she... I know she was supposed to be, but she was too annoying. She ran with it too much. There's been annoying, and then there's him saying, right, I need you to be kind of hyperactive and a little bit annoying, and her just being whatever the fuck that was. Um, there was there was sequences in it that I, that I fully hated, that if I was watching it at home, I'd have switched it off. There was a number of points I'd have wow, switched it off okay. at. Which? Gordy. That extended sequence of him just mashing the shit out of people's head into the floor. Didn't need to see that. Didn't need those meaty sound effects behind it. No. Um, oh, I like those bits. In the same way that I don't want to see or hear children getting hurt or tortured or screaming or whatever in movies, it's the same. You show sure about it. Same, but probably more with animals because I like animals more than people. And the bits with the horses getting sucked away and making that screaming noise that horses really make in real life that I've heard. Honestly, it it was that those bits were fucking horrible, and that might just be a subjective thing, but I fucking hated them. No, no, yeah. Um, No, just to back you. Just to back you up there, Bex, and it, it's playing into the idea of like the exploitation of things with the Gordy. That's the only point. The whole Gordy mm. stuff is the point that Peel's supposed to be like trying to make about exploitation, and just the idea. Like I thought there was going to be some sort of twist as to why Gordy was doing it, and I thought it was more upsetting than it. it there is no twist or anything. Yeah. He's just an animal who's been made to fucking perform. Mm. And has lost his shit because he's an animal and he can't help it. And what fucking happens? Like, he reaches out his fucking hand to get that fist bump and then gets fucking shot. Like, it, it, it is like, right, what? Cool, Jordan Peele. Like, that's, yeah, you, you, you're very, very smart. Like I say, that's the sniffing of farts stuff about it. But yeah, sorry, I just, yeah, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I get, I get what he was going for with it, forcing... Um forcing behaviours on things that it's not in their nature to do, blah, blah, blah. They'll eventually snap. You can never predict what they're going to do, blah, 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 blah. But it just didn't need to be that that drawn out, that sequence, um, the, the, the final gaudy sequence. Just didn't. Um, Daniel Kaluuya was, was fine. He understood the assignment of what Peel wanted from from him better than Kiki Palmer, you know, gruff, quiet cowboy man, fine, but it did leave him. It was he was really low energy, and until the um, 
Radio Shack guy. I know it wasn't Radio Shack, but whatever the equivalent yeah. was, came into it. It was they they their dynamic was fucking awful, painful to watch. Mm. There was bits of it that were great, you know the um, you know the bits where they try to draw it out, and they've got the wacky inflatable arm waving men was was clever to see where it was at with the electrical disturbance and stuff like that. Fine. But yeah. What about the alien basically shitting blood all over the house? Well, we were work- we were talking about this. Was yeah. it shit or was it vomit? Because it did come out of the same hole that everything gets sucked into. Yeah. Who cares? No matter uh, what, that's a fucking. Uh, I, I do think that it was sh- <laughs> that, 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 that they thought it was shitting the characters yeah. because um, Radio Shack Boy and uh, Kiki Palmer. Um, they th- th- there's some kind of reference to it sh- to it being yeah. shit. Yeah. Like a shitstorm or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah a literal shitstorm, he yeah. says. Yeah, I, do, I don't know whether it's rubbed me up the wrong way so much because I was really looking forward to it in case of kind of heightened expectations against a, a weak final product or whether it actually just is it's just the kind of film that has just pushed my buttons wrong. Well, fair enough. I don't, I don't like nasty animal shit in movies. I just don't. Never seen Braveheart all the way through because I can't take all the horses dying, so it's probably not the right film for me. And and, and the thing is, and, and Mark, sorry, it, it, just to kind of draw on that point a bit more, it's like at the start you've got like that initial sequence with Gordy, and you don't have any context, mm. and then he's like looking at you and kind of like like looking directly at the screen and like sniffs, and then it cuts, and it's like, oh shit, that's frightening. Yeah. And then it visits it later and it's like, oh shit, that's really sad. And it's like, Jordan Peele is almost doing a bit of a fucking Hanukkah thing of, oh, you were fucking, you were freaked out by that, weren't you? You were freaked out by that. Fuck you. You should be upset. You, you, you're an idiot. You fucking shit muncher. You should have felt bad, but you didn't because I didn't give you any context and I didn't give you any reason to feel bad, but now you're going to feel bad. I... And it, 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 yeah. Go on, sorry, no, go on, finish. No, no, no. I was going to say, finish. because it was so out of context and then the film just went on about its day, I was, I genuinely thought, oh, that's a weird fucking little, you know, like when production companies have like bits before their logo comes up. Um, and when that first Gordy bit comes up, it does that and then it comes up with the Monkey Paw logo. Yeah. And I was a bit like, oh, that's weird. But I suppose Bloomhouse do a whole thing and, you know, maybe it's just Monkey Paw's thing. And then obviously it comes back in. But with it being a monkey and then it being Monkey Paw, I was like, confused. Yeah, I it, it, I don't know. It's just like, it, it, it's very ominous. And, and, and then it's like, you know, you're obsessed with spectacle, but you're watching spectacle. You're a shit muncher. But I also like spectacle, but I hate spectacle. It, 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 yeah. It, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, I'm, I'm enjoying the film less the more I'm talking mm. about it. So, Mark, make me enjoy it more, you fucker. <laughs> you see, I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, I agree it's 20 minutes too long, um, but almost all movies are 20 minutes too long, with the exception of Solaris. Um, but it's, 
It's intriguing. It's interesting. I agree with you, Becky, that I think Kiki Palmer is too much, yeah. but I think she's supposed to be. So I will kind of more forgive it uh, for that, but I think I'm more forgiving it because I got on with the movie and you didn't, so there's, there's that. <laughs> but yeah, I do get the fact that it doesn't... Um, it, 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 it doesn't make you root for her towards the end because you're going, you've annoyed me. Yeah, yeah. You annoyed me. I don't really care if you die. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 I just thought your brother's all right. Mm. Um, and Radio Shack Boy. Um, yeah, I was, I was more rooting for Radio Shack Boy. Yeah, I was, I was all right with him. Uh, Angel. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then it's always nice seeing Michael Wincott in it. So it probably gets an extra, like maybe half a star staff just for him being in it and having bits to do. And I liked that. And I, I, I like the idea that that in some way, um, like, Jordan Peele's gone. So you're playing, like, this, like, quite pretentious sort of cinematographer guy who also does, like, adverts <laughs> yeah. for things. And he's gone, all right, then. And he's just fucking turned up in that get-up. <laughs> and Jordan Peele's gone, yeah, you've nailed this, haven't you? And he's like, oh, I know these people. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I really dig that. However, every criticism that you guys have come up with, that I can't disagree with. It is unfocused. Mm. Uh, it is trying to kind of, you know, say, you know, people are obsessed with getting, you know, a shot. Mm. No matter what. The Oprah shot. Um, and there's all of that. But even the, the Oprah shot thing doesn't... That just doesn't seem to make sense out of it it, it it doesn't it the whole thing of the Oprah shot is based on a little conversation that they have is it something I'm missing does that exist no. so it's based on a small conversation that they have within the movie mm. and it, it it's like I don't think that it doesn't land as much with no. me as much as you seem to think it does with me no if they'd referred to it as like the money shot which is what they were actually after yeah it would have made much more sense and they're equating Oprah and money and bits like that and that, that that's fine you know it's it's a it's a thing I yeah. think within yeah so I, I kind of get it that'd be a nitpick do you know what but... actually really fucking annoyed me though what they did all this shit and put all these people and themselves at risk to get the money shot mm. and then she fucking leaves it in the photography thing that's so out of character for her. She's such a twat that she'd have gone back for that picture. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 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 But, but I think the idea is that she's no longer... that she's, she's learned to not care about that. Yeah, but I don't believe that about her because I don't think she would. No, I don't think she would. There's, there's no... There's no point A, point B, point C. You can't go from point A to point C of an, having no development and yeah. suddenly being a better person. It's, it is an unfocused film. Um... I think that the heavy lifting of the film is being done by... I, I, I think, weirdly, I think... I think that, that there's an element of... Jordan Peele, the director, is more on show here than Jordan Peele, the writer. Mm. Which I don't think was the case for something like Get Out as much. But I don't think that it, it lands either. I, no. And I think that a lot of the heavy lifting of the film is done by um, White Van Huyten. Um, in the sense that it looks fucking brilliant. Is that the cinematography? Yeah. And all of the all of the cast, I know you don't like keep in mind, but all the cast are 
are good at what they're doing with it. It's just, yeah, there's... Did anyone notice that there's a... And this happens a lot nowadays in films, but there's a lot. There's quite a few shots in the trailer that just aren't in this movie. No, I didn't notice. No, I can't say I noticed So there's a that. shot in the trailer where she's walking down the the, the Hollywood... Oh, it, in, yeah. it, yes. And it's not in the trailer. Yeah. And you know the annoying bit where they're high-fiving each other really quickly? Yeah. It's different in the trailer than it is in the film. Right. It's a different shot. In the film, um, Daniel Kaluuya is, is sat down hmm. um, on the, um, essentially the, the, the armrest of the, uh, the steps coming out of the... Um, porch. Porch, that's it, yeah. And they did like, a few times. In the trailer, they're both stood up. Mm. And it's in reference to something else. Yeah. And yet, yeah, that's because film editing trailers are often edited before a film's edited. Mm. And bits like that. But it just, it scrambles of a lot of, I don't know, like, is there an element of a little bit of, did this movie get away from a little bit? Like, there's... The thing, because Mike, because you're, I think a big criticism you've got of it Ian, is that um, that it was unfocused. One of your big criticisms, Becky, is that the and both of you share this criticism. The gaudy bit didn't really need to be there. It was exploitation, mm. and then it's a little bit like, right, it's too much. Making a comment on exploitation by having exploitation in the movie is. Yeah. Yeah, not sure this film earned that a little no, bit. No. Also, as well, the shoe. Yeah, just standing up the on the field. Oh, that yeah. was never explained. That was never explained. Yeah, because I think I think there was supposed to be something in there. I think there was supposed to be something that was that was something to do with Gordy's motivation for doing what he did, and it was going to be like some kind of supernatural or alien yeah. thing, and that would have explained the shoe, like some kind of... Because there's a lot of lingering and... shots of the shoe, yeah, yeah. and then he's got it in a case, yeah. still doing that. Yeah, so yeah, I reckon there was meant to be more to that, and that was meant to link more into the story, but like you say, has it just got away from them? What, 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 what the, the thing that annoyed me most about it, that itched away at my brain most about it, wasn't any of those things, and I do agree with all of those things. Mm. All I was thinking was, that's a fucking lot of wavy flailing arm men they've got. It's like a fucking weird amount. That's all. That, that, that's more than was there. Mm. That's a lot. There was. I'm not surprised Angel didn't manage to get the other bits it, done if he was having to hook up all of those. That's a lot. It's a lot of work to give this kid. Yeah. It, 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 the thing is, the Gordy thing, I think, was almost pointless. And the Stephen Ewan stuff as well. Like, I found it really hard to connect the dots there. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, so Stephen Ewan knows about the alien and thinks he's trained the alien, but he's not given enough screen time to be a bad guy because he's basically only in three scenes. Mm. Um, It's almost an and Stephen Ewan, uh, as opposed to him being third build. Um, and then it, it just right, okay, and he dies, and all right, then bye. Mm. It, 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 what did it add? And there's a fair bit of kind of character setup for not 
any payoff with him. Yeah. Showing him as yeah. a kid it, and all this kind of it, stuff. And I know that's supposed to feed into the gaudy stuff, but then the gaudy stuff doesn't feed into anything else. It, it's just a fucking mess. It's a fucking And mess. I mean, this is, this is the thing. It's like, the gaudy stuff, you kind of think he's going to link into Stephen Ewan, or Stephen Ewan's going to link into the gaudy stuff. And then the both of those aspects are just completely dropped. But you've got these fucking chapter titles as well where like gaudy is a chapter title and jean jacket and like the names of the horses and again what does any of that mean it doesn't mean anything it just it's it is jordan peele just going i'm gonna separate these out with mysterious chapter titles what do they mean who cares they're mysterious Oh, and I'd just like to... And, but it's spectacle, because we're all obsessed with spectacle and theories, and that's all we care about, so I'm going to fucking fill this all up, because I care about it as well, but I fucking hate myself. You know, that, that's what I get the, the sense of with this, but, like, I want to shoot with IMAX cameras, but I also fucking hate spectacle. I hate IMAX cameras, but I love them. <laughs> it... Uh, just to say as well, like it, it, it says at one uh, point something about like something something horses, and then fucking like, prick horses. That what it says. Oh no, you can't say that. These are horse people. If they're meant to be horse people, they're really shit horse people. So he's dropped one off to Stephen Ewan to be sacrificed to an alien. I don't think he knows it's a sacrifice. He thinks he's essentially he's like a horse pawn shop. Not, not, not that kind of horse pawn. Horse pawn, man. I mean, yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? It's like, I'm going to give you my horse. You're going to give me some money. And then, at some point, I'm going to buy... Yeah, it is. It is a horse pawn shop. That is exactly what Daniel Kalua thinks he is. And then there's the bit where he just leaves it in the horse box That's all really night dumb. while there's, like, a horse-eating alien hovering overhead. Yeah, but to be fair, it, but mm. it, it, he thinks that that's probably the best thing to do with it. Because it can't look at it. I don't think he's made the looking at connection at that point. But he's also the thing of, of, of the fact that literally he's in the what is it? He's, he's in the van and he gets out and goes nope. <laughs> it's like yeah, fair enough. Mate. That is another thing that I fucking hated about it. What the word nope is forced into the dialogue in this movie far too many fucking times. It doesn't feel natural it, at any except maybe two points. It, 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 the, the thing is, if you're gonna call a film nope, right? You, you you basically have to have one utterance of the word nope, and it has to, what is it? And it makes sense that it is the bit with Daniel Kaluuya in the truck that he's in the trailer. But that's not the only time it's said. Oh, no, it's not. I'm saying if you're yeah, going to. Yeah, yeah. It has to be in there at some point. But forcing it, shoehorning it into a line of dialogue where it doesn't fit is just tacky, to be honest. Mm. So, where are you guys with it then? Shit. Wow, you're in shit. Yeah. You talked yourself into yeah, shit. Yeah, I've talked myself into shit. I was a bit like on the fence earlier. Were you, were you literally touching the cloth and then now you've just gone, nah, fuck it. It's shit. Yep. Ian. Uh, look, I, I I, mean, I'm I'm definitely not shit, but it's that definitely not shit where I fully expected to like it, so I'm annoyed. <laughs> thanks, I hate it. It, but it's not a thanks I hate it because that's like the content of the film is too like, for you. Okay. So it, it just like I'm, it's almost like an I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I, I'm definitely not shit, but the Lego I actually quite enjoyed it. You're a fucking idiot. Probably. 
Actually, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like you said, Bex, I, the thing is, I liked, I think I liked Us more than Get Out, but I do get the sense with, with Peel that it's like, how many more cracks at the original film is he going to have? And I like that he's having cracks at the original film, but I'd also say it would be maybe cool if he had a Jason Blum in his ear telling him, do you, do you really need the 20 minutes with Gordy? Yeah. Of him just smashing someone's head into the floor. Yeah, it does seem like there needs to be somebody to kind of go, maybe not, mate. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I, yeah, I think there needs to be a force, like just telling Jordan Peele, you're a very, very good storyteller. Let's just chill it out. Let's remember your Twilight Zone series disappeared like an absolute wet fart. Yeah, it disappeared and... to the point of where he could probably convince people that it didn't exist. Was that, was that a yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, quite. Oh, wow. Yep. It was him presenting the Twilight Zone and he produced it and I think it did like one season and no one liked it. Oh. Yeah. Right. I need to put it to the repeat. Does someone want to introduce our next movie? No, it's alright. I'll wait for you. Alright. Oh, ow. Did you, did you guys watch it in IMAX? Yeah. Did you get anything out of it? I don't like IMAX anyway, unless it's it has to be the right film for me for IMAX. Like Dune, for example. Yes, absolutely, IMAX all the way. But as a general rule, Top if gun? it doesn't need it, it, I think it detracts from it because it's too much sensory input. So, no. It's interesting. Before we were on, I was talking about how I went to see Top Gun Maverick again the other mm. day. And it... Um, wasn't in IMAX and I thought that it lost a little bit like it's still a five out of five mm. banger but that the sheer holy fucking shit there's a lot of sky behind yeah, them yeah like really really played out and it, it, it is interesting because I really I enjoy watching stuff in IMAX but like you say I think it's got to be for the for the right mm. thing and um uh, they're, they're doing a re-release of Jaws in IMAX in a few weeks time um mm. And it's like, what exactly is that going to be? Yeah, I think for me, part of what makes Jaws so good is it feels quite urgent and claustrophobic. And I think spreading that Mm. out over a gigantic screen, um, I don't know that that would work for me. Mm. Mm. Wish I... They they did a one day showing of everything everywhere all at once in IMAX here, <laughs> and I, I I I wish I caught that because I kind of feel, I feel like that would have been wild. But yeah, I, I, this is the thing with Nope. It's like again, it's Jordan Peele like talking about how people are obsessed with spectacle, and but that he shot it with that because he wanted people to appreciate the scope of it all. And I I don't know. I just came out of it thinking. Yeah, all right. There was a lot of desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last Mark when he gets so, back. So, yeah. Just, um, sticking the laptop on charge. It's definitely I am back. Something. Back in the room? Yeah. Thoughts on Nope and whether it was worth seeing in IMAX? Me and Ian think no. 
Nope. 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 Um, you can barely tell the bits that are IMAX framed. They're there, but you can barely tell them yeah. that they're there. You, 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 you aren't made aware that they're there. You have to look for them. And that shouldn't be what happens with IMAX. Yeah. It should make you go, fuck. It was like rather the... than go, oh, fuck. It was like the Gordy sequence. Like the second one was in the IMAX framing. And it was like... Why does that need to be in Why? IMAX? So you yeah. can... Yeah, it's in a fucking TV studio. Why are you doing that? If anything, it should be in 4-3. Um, well, yeah, 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 quite. I mean, why not? I don't know, odd one, odd one. Right, anyway, go right. on, Mark. Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four or five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one is a cold, dead heart? Yeah, the Dark Knight has got like all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, hey Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape. Quantum Leap. To giving up finding new content on Netflix and just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation or... Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree. There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So, with that in mind, join Anna and Mike from Chinstroke vs. Panzer as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for the rewatch project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Thirteen Lives is 
directed by Ron Howard, and it's the movie nobody knew was happening until Prime Video went a couple of weeks ago, and it stars Viggo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, Joel Edgerton, and People. Uh, and what is it the story of? Um, well, it's the story of that um, team of... Um, sorry, I'm just trying to remember it. Cave Rescue doing really well here, but... Yeah. No, where are oh. they from? Thailand? It's Thailand, isn't it? Yeah. It is Thailand, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Thailand. Thailand. I'm, I'm, I thought it's Thailand, but I'm going to make sure that's right first. <laughs> um, that team of Thai footballers who got trapped in a fucking cave during monsoon season. Um, Child footballers, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and their coach and, yeah, a diving team basically had to save them. Only happened a couple of years ago. I should remember. It's really weird, actually, because, like, when we, when we started watching it, I was like... Is this is this the thing that happened just a few years ago? Yeah. You were like, yeah, I was like the one that Elon Musk was a bit of a wanker about, and you were like, yeah, let's not get that. Let's not get Elon Musk was a wanker. I mean, we'd be here all day. Yeah. Um, Becky. Yes. Thirteen lives. Yes. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I. I mean, when you when you said, do you want to watch this about this thing and blah blah blah, I was like, yeah. Sure, it's easier than choosing something else. Because I expected it to be quite dry. And like, not dry, dry. <laughs> That's a really bad turn. It's a phrase. wet film, <laughs> bud. Uh, ABD. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I expected it to be quite dry in tone, let's say. Um, and it's not. It's, it's quite like action-packed for a movie about going really quite slowly through caves and rescuing some trapped school children. Like it's 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 very tense, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I was I was really surprised. I really fucking liked this. This is my favourite film of this week by a wide margin. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Ian. Thirteen lives. Did it? Did it kind of take you by surprise a little bit? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Uh, that's interesting. Um. I haven't seen the rescue, and would like to watch the rescue. I've I, I've not either, and I made a conscious decision to watch um, Thirteen Lives beforehand. And I have a lot, and I have a logical reason that most people will disagree with me about this on. Um, that I will I will say in a minute. Interesting. Um, I I, I it, it's just in that kind of school of guys doing their jobs really fucking well yeah that i enjoy i like people getting a job done mm. and having problems but getting over them um and also i mean like to be fair i mean the rescue would have dulled this a bit but the sheer what the fuckery about the fucking challenge that they had <laughs> like the whole just the whole they had to keep them fucking like unconscious. Yeah. And I had to tie them all down while they were fucking doing all that oh. shit. It's mad. Ian, be glad that you weren't it's watching fucking... it with Mark because he was trying to come up with some kind of right. No, structurally this, this... sound fucking the way tube. to 
make a child tube. A child tube. And then you'd make a child tube essentially out of a triangle, like a pyramid of children. Three children. And then you'd attach all of them together. And then you'd just try to feet together. Them, get them out in one go. And they I bend. Said, I said, what are you meaning like in, the, in a similar kind of construction as like a bendy bus where you have obviously like a solid bit and then you have a joint and then that's what bends. That'd and Mark was like, no, there'd be like a pipe cleaner. A pipe cleaner, yeah. Pipe cleaners are bendy all the way down, Mark. They don't have bones. And he was like, yeah, but they fit through really small spaces. And the, the, the tube of children would just come out all in one. It was a whole fucking thing. I'm sorry, right? You needed out-of-the-box thinking and the tube of children would have worked. It had got them out there quicker. It would have. It wouldn't have worked, Mark. It would have worked, I guarantee you. Tube Next time it happens, I'll, 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 I'll text them. Don't. Please don't. I'll text them. Please don't text emergency services telling them to make a tube of children. Just saying, it would have worked. And treat them like a pipe cleaner. I mean, it's as good as it's a good idea as Elon Musk with his fucking submersible idea. Yep. And then when everyone, and, and then when everyone goes, no, you won't. You're a pedophile. <laughs> that won't work. Well, you're a pedo. <laughs> so out of the Viggo Mortensen, Colin Farrell. Joel Edgerton, like all those people. Which one? Which one of those characters was he calling a paedophile? Vernon. Which one's Vernon? Vernon, no, the, like the older the old guy, guy who brought fucking them recommends him. Oh. Yeah. Um, right. So the reason why I didn't, why, why I chose to watch Thirteen Lives before I watched The Rescue, mm. so I do want to watch The Rescue, mm. um, is because. The thing is, I think that if I watched The Rescue first, it would have impacted my enjoyment of 13 Lives because I would be then going, oh, so they've changed that bit and they've changed that bit. Yeah. But I don't think that my enjoyment of of, of The Rescue is going to be impacted by 13 Lives. Why is that? Because I'll be... all, all Hollywood films of things that have happened take an, an, an element of artistic liability with them. You have to make them cinematic to an extent. Hmm. So you have to change little bits of things. Whereas The Rescue is a documentary, so they are 95 to 90% uh, accurate. Oh, okay. Right. I didn't know it was a documentary, sorry. Yeah. And so... Now, having enjoyed 13 Lives, I'm happy to see it and go, oh, okay, so that's what actually happened, and that's where that happened, that's the time. So I'm all right with that. For me, I will get the both good experiences from them. If I, Knowing the way that I view films and things like that, if I'd have done it the other way around, I don't think I'd have probably got as much out of 13 Lives, and I very much enjoyed 13 Lives, mm. is the way I'm going to say it. I might be wrong, but for me, that is the way I chose. That, that I personally chose to view this movie. I get that. Mm. Mm. I would like to watch the documentary it, it, right now. It, it, then if I, I do as well. Sorry, go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know. It just it feels like one of those films that in years past would have come out in the cinema, and it would have made a good chunk of money and people would fondly remember it. Like that 
that one about the um, the firemen who fight um, like wildfires that had no, um, only the yeah brave? that had just brawl in it that actually end up weirdly making like a really decent amount of money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. It, it, it feels like a film that's kind of not of this time. And maybe that's why MGM did it and then they got bought by Amazon and Amazon were like, fuck it, let's just stick it out. Because mm. this was supposed to get a theatrical yeah. release. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, it, 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 it just, it's solid stuff. And when it's tense, it's tense. Um, and it, They've, you know, people have criticised it for a bit of a white saver element, but at the same time, it, yeah, it was that, white. Yeah, there's an element there. Who kind of figured out what the problem was? We're sorry. Yeah, you know, there like, is there is yeah. an element of that. That's the same as when people go, "Oh, look how many white people are in Oppenheimer." It's like you do realise it's based upon the actual people <laughs> hmm. that happen to be white. Yeah, Christopher Nolan only has it, white people but, in his movies, though, doesn't he? Yes, yes. Because what's his face? Tenet. Tenet. He's super white. Yeah. Really tan, though. Real tan. Oh, my God. Oh, no, it's irrelevant. <laughs> it's... 13 Lives is decent. Mm, it's, 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 it is a straight-down-the-line good yeah, film. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just a good watch. And it, it manages to, to take what is... What should be a really quite, um, it managed to be a really tense and really quite harrowing film in the reality of it. Mm. Um, actually really entertaining, but get over the sheer, look, this was a fucking, this was a little bit of a wing and a prayer where these guys had an idea that even they weren't sure was going to work. Yeah. But it was a look. Well, there's nothing else we can do. We they are, we, we either try this, um, and they die, or we don't. Or we don't try it, and they die. Yeah. Um, and then you know the fact is that you know that they never thought they were going to get all thirteen out. No. You know, it it was it was really. I, I thought it's a really good film. It's a, like you say, it's a really solid film. It is possibly the most eight out of ten film we've ever covered. I was, I was sure. really, really yeah. like concerned for that boy with the small head. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do like the fact that it was just I'll just hold it, <laughs> and you kind of get the feeling like like literally it was at that point where the guy went, "What? So how did you end up getting him out?" I just held it. Yeah. They went really? Went, yeah. What, for like five hours? Yeah, fucking hurt. Shit. Five hours though, was it? It was like seven, eight hours from the yeah. chamber all the way to the exit. Yeah. Fucking madness. It's, it, yeah, bonkers. Um, but really, really enjoyed it. Um, where, where is everybody in this? Because I realised I didn't actually say what our audience poll was on Nope. What was so it? So do our audience poll on this first. So I'm definitely not shit on it. Definitely not shit. Yeah, definitely not yeah. shit. Yeah. Definitely not shit. 80%. Wow. Uh, and shit, twenty percent. Nice. Uh, no, was definitely shit. Fifty three percent. Touching cloth, twenty seven percent. And shit, twenty percent. Divisive. Yeah. Okay. Mm. 
Uh, right. Right. Fucking let's go. Let's keep this fucking train rolling. Okay. Right. Uh, fuck it. I'm not gonna, we're, 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 we're going to what we've been watching after this. We'll, 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 we'll bomb out all of our, what is it? Mm-hmm. All of our features first. And then, yeah. And then we'll mellow out with some what we've been watching. So, Resurrection is written and directed by Andrew Siemens... Yep, that's right. <laughs> Just made it up. Yep. Uh, and stars uh, Ian's favourite, Rebecca Hall. Um, and um, Tim Roth. <laughs> and, well, what is it about? Let's let IMDb tell us what it thinks it's about. Uh, and then let's... I'm, I'm intrigued to see what IMDb <laughs> I says. I really am as well. <laughs> Margaret's life is in order. She's capable, disciplined and successful. Everything is under control. That is until Dave returns, carrying with him the horrors of Margaret's past. Well done, whoever wrote that. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, that kind of is what it it's is. About. It's about yeah. Um, Ian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As yeah. wanks go, how uncomfortable was this one? <laughs> I mean, you know, Rebecca Hall was very sweaty in that one. She she brought the ABD. Yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah, tapped you yeah, at the that, that, that was... and went, ABD, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ABD. Fuck. Um, very intense running, though. I'm not entirely sure about that. That felt like she'd been watching some fucking Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, she, she's a good runner. Cinematic runner. She yeah. does not need your. Yeah. She does not need my car. No. She does not. No. I think no. she could maybe be um, an instructor. I, 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 I would. If she told me she wanted to be, I would argue. <laughs> you can argue with her, would you? I would pay so much money for Rebecca Hall to instruct me. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um. So yeah. <laughs> How many kindnesses would you give for a Rebecca Hall running class here? <laughs> oh. Oh, oh. Ian, Ian, why are you walking to the shop in barefoot again? I'm off running later. <laughs> oh, 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 God, yeah. Assume, assume the position from two until dusk. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, right. So the thing is, right? They heard about this coming out of Sundance, and people were like. There's, there's some fucking gnarly shit in this. Like, wow, we. And then you watch the trailer. And it's like, really? Okay. And the trailer does an excellent job. I mean, it, you know, we've been doing Film Bastards Get Effed, where with like the cinema score, it's like a lot of the time it's people reacting against what the trailer said they were going to have. And it's like, you, you would not. The. the the film takes such a turn in one monologue mm. where she is talking about this horrible fucking situation that's happened to her. All spoilers all the time. Talking about how her fucking baby was eaten by her partner. And it's like, Holy shit. 
uh, wasn't expecting that. It, and then it just gets crazier <laughs> as Tim Roth and just the way that Rebecca Hall's just like, you look fucking awful or whatever it is she says. You look horrible. And it's like, yeah, he does. Yeah. He just he just looks ill. He looks unwell. And the whole Ben... Uh, ben is inside me or whatever. Is the kid's name yeah. Ben? I think it is. Um, yeah. And he says that to her on that bench earlier on. He's like, Ben's with me. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? It very quickly goes from, what? I don't know who you are. Yeah. To, Ben's inside no, me. But I, I love, the thing is, right, I love that it's almost like they did that for the trailer. Where it's like, okay, so this film is going to be about her seeing this guy where he's maybe not there but maybe he is and he's traumatizing her and you you think that the film is going to be some sort of like potentially supernatural thing about how the the spirit of her abusive ex is haunting her or something like that it's like no 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 her 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 abusive ex uh ate their baby and now keeps the baby within him um, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, I thought it was cracking. It could very easily be a, uh, thanks, I hate it. But the fact that at the end, it is just like, yeah, Becky Hall, you fucking give Tim Roth a C-section. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I mean, before I ask him for your is Becky. In that, that it, not the end scene, but in that, the climactic scene yeah. of, of, of the movie. How excited was I when she pulled out the other knife? Yeah, you were really I excited. I was so... I really hope she's brought another knife. I she's oh my God, knife. she's brought another knife, And then literally, when, when she goes down and she starts pulling it up, I was like, I'm like hitting Becky and they're going, Becky, she's brought the knife. She's brought the fucking knife. You were well excited. <laughs> yep. It just... It's... It, it, it's telling a very, very si- serious story with like just in, insane fucking allegory, and Rebecca Hall's character is not that nice a person. You know, like she's a bit of a dick. Only makes me more attracted to her, um, but she's just a, a bit of an arsehole. and just, like, I, but you just you go with it. And you get on side so hard. And when that guy is like, I'm worried about you. I've fallen in love with you. And she's like, you haven't fallen in love with me. You impede my objective one more time and I will fucking end you or whatever it is that she says. And it is, it, it's that word. I swear it's impede my objective. Yep. It is some like um, mission or something, isn't it? Mission, it's mission. I impede my mission. I think, yeah, impede my mission. And it's like, oh, yes, let's go. And for all the, like, the allegory that it, uh, and and the, uh, I you know, men, uh, women being controlled by men and toxic masculinity... It's also really entertaining because it is Rebecca Hall just taking uh, her character, taking control and just going, no, fuck you. This is how it's going to go down. And then that end scene is like the 
Oh, ob- I mean, obviously, none of this actually happened, and it's like, what, what did happen? But do you know what? I got to see Rebecca Hall give her abusive ex a fucking C-section. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so on that point. Yeah. How much of the David bits do we think are real? The film does a very good job of making nobody else interact with David. Mm, I said, yeah. Even to the point of where, but... even to the point of when he, when she goes to the hotel that he's staying in, mm. the woman behind the counter is like, "There's nobody here called David staying here." Yeah, yeah. But he goes to her office, and it's like, "There's a man here to see you." Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, that's the that is the one so... interaction. Yeah, and they are all watching. Yeah. My my theory on it is that he has come back into her life and he's he's either gone fucking mad or he's just doing some bizarre controlling shit where he's trying to make her believe that that is actually happening and he's got this power over her. Or it may be even that he's not actually saying this stuff, but in her mind... He is because of the power that he has over her. Uh, uh, or it could just uh, be a then... random man that actually doesn't know her that she's seeing his face on and hearing say what she, her brain thinks he's saying. I uh, like the bit on the park bench where he's like, "I don't know you." Maybe that's real, and then the psychosis kicks in. I don't know if it. I, I think for me at the moment, I am that he is real. Mm. He is a piece of shit. He is saying these things, and then she does just fucking kill him in the what is it? Mm. He essentially calls. Yeah, that, he essentially the, calls her fucking. She calls his bluff yeah. and goes, "All right." And that's when he starts going, "Wait, no, you're upsetting him. You're upsetting him." And she's like, nah, nah, "I'm fucking cutting him out, you motherfucker." Mm. That's what's fucking going yeah, that, on. That's exactly yes. And I, then she hallucinates yeah. that the, the baby's, baby's actually, actually there. there. Yeah, and she's put out all the intestine yeah. bits. That's the bit where she hallucinates, and then the last bit is her. Gone fucking mad. Or, because I saw a theory that that was her dying because he stabbed her a few times and that it's like... That's a shoulder. She's got over that. He stabs her like twice, I think. So what, like, her gasp at the end is then her kind of breaking out of it being like, oh, fuck, I'm dying, or... Or her last breath. Oh, fuck, what have I done? Or whatever. Hmm. And, like, her hallucinating this kind of her being all beatific in a bed and like a daughter being really happy that's her brain I'm yeah right with that. here have this last fucking breadcrumb before you die you mad bitch yeah i'm all right with that yeah mm. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that that makes sense mm. i'm all right with that and then it's <gasps> dead and that's why i scream and, the, and, and i mean and and this is the thing it's like tim roth's character is so sure that he's got his power this power over her it's almost taking the piss out of her yeah. with just this ridiculous story that she is buying. And then, and that, like you say, she's just like, no, do you know what? I'm going to protect you. Have You have sold me on this so hardcore with just like the feeling it. Yeah. That I'm going to protect my child. It's almost like if she didn't feel anything, yeah. then, she, 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 it could have actually played out differently. He'd have still had her. Because there'd still been this, oh, fuck you, that, that, that 1% that was like, but well, what if it is real? Mm. Uh, but then the minute she thinks it is yeah. real, it's like, it, 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 it's like, it, it's, 
literally the fucking beast has fucking turned on her. He's like, I've gone too far. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because he could have put something in there about, oh, he's been in me so long now, if he's extracted, he'll die, or some shit. But he just didn't think she'd ever do that, did no. he? He didn't put any insurance. Exactly. He was so cocksure that he had her under control. Yep. I mean, to be fair, I wanted to fucking slap her every time she took her shoes off on the way to work. But even she thought it was ridiculous. It was just that she just... He had this thing. Oh, and I wanted to fucking punch him when he used the phrase, assume the position. Fucking hell. What a sleazy fucking thing to say Mm. to someone. He was a cunt. Oh, Roth fucking yeah. Roth delivered. Did it well. Yeah. yeah. For for a guy, if you that you if you ever see interviews with him, he's just a fucking <laughs> really nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> he plays fucking I just, just just horrible, nasty piece of shit really well. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 you know, he read this screenplay and just started laughing and was like, "Fuck it, go yeah. on then." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Old Becky Hall, right? Last couple of years, the Night House directs passing a semi-autobiographical tale of dealing with mixed race heritage and resurrection. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she's she's doing some fucking great shit. Like, I I need to watch Passing. I need 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 to watch Passing because. That woman's got fucking impeccable taste. What I would do if you decide to um, watch Passing is just maybe set an alarm on your phone for every 20 minutes or so. Okay, all right. <laughs> Fair, okay, no, uh, uh, point uh, point taken. I, I, it just... It's... <laughs> I, I'm, just to, I'm just trying to quick look at Rebecca Hall's bio thing. Apparently she used to... Not like in a couple way, mm. but uh, she used to be housemates with Dan Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's fucking great. That's great. That's great. I. It's. Just. It's satisfying. It's really satisfying. Like weirdly so. And like just even the way that that kind of arc that she has with that that um, like work experience girl or whatever she is like placement yeah. girl. Where, like, her last scene with her is nice. Mm. It's just like, I'm going to give you a glowing recommendation. You know, and it, it's... She's not got... Because, like, the middle of the film, you think she's going to go off the deep end. And then she doesn't quite... Like, she doesn't get fired from her job. And people get the sense that shit isn't right. And the, the key threat is her relationship with her daughter... But then that the daughter that that she plays it really well as well, you know. It's just like I'm a normal kid. I've got this kind of fucked up mum who I'm worried about, and now I'm actually scared of. And now I have the power to leave, and I'm gonna go. And I I, I like that arc. I also like the fact that she plays a kid who's like 18 years old and just kind of seems to want to play Skyrim or Elder Scrolls Online. It's like, yeah, one hundred percent. That's what lots is going to be, you know. And it just if that feels like a very believable depiction of a normal girl who's like seventeen or eighteen, where she's not necessarily going out drinking and whatnot, just wants to fucking nerd out with her friends. Um, and I, 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 I like that. I don't know. They were just, they, 
every single part of this film just kind of like ticked a particular box for me for multi varying reasons i'll be honest you know but for the filmmaking reasons i thought yeah absolutely aced it. It, it it's a really 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 interesting bit of work this yeah it's i, I think it's fantastic I, I i really really dug it i am yeah def, definitely yeah. not shit on it yeah definitely not shit and also that isn't the opening credits like rebecca hall in resurrection or something like that like when shit like that happens i fucking love that yeah i think i'm fairly certain it is yeah, yeah. uh yeah right yeah uh, let me just check our definitely audience poll My iPad has started doing something weird, so I needed to flip back to my phone. Uh, Resurrection, uh, 50% definitely not shit, and 50% shit. I can can kind of see why people wouldn't get on with it, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, why have I been watching? Okay, well. uh, One of the great comfort films... We had a question about comfort films uh, a little while back, and I was like, I don't really have any. But, uh, yeah. I watched The House. (laughs) Great. I love this movie. The House is fucking brilliant. It's just, it's so silly. And the cast are ace. And Will Ferrell wearing women's Italian sunglasses and accidentally maiming people. <laughs> Just super, super, super my shit. Yeah. I I watched it really, really drunk at like 11 at night and had a blast. Um, yeah, it's... I, I, I've seen the house like three or four times at this point. I think it's fucking ace. Yeah, it, it's, um, yeah it's a fucking great time. I also rewatched Prey. Oh, did you? After our Yeah. After our drunk watch. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean Prey's good. Prey's good. good. Yeah. I I I'm I'm like, I I don't think it's like I still don't think it's as up there as uh, people seem to be saying. But I think I think Prey's good. I think the section with the fur trappers it's a good excuse to have the predator kill a bunch of people but he already kind of did kill a bunch of people and uh yeah whatever um but they do an awful lot with uh the predator being invisible and also being a bit electrical sparkly and that stuff looks great amber mid thunder fantastic the dog is ace um I, I, I like Prey. I like Prey. So, there, there we go. Can't remember what I said in the review, but I like Prey. Um, I, 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 last I think one. what you said in the review was, I just wanted like, a fucking Predator show up at fucking some point. <laughs> he do, yeah, I mean, it, there's, there's a... There is a fair bit of setup, but I think there was some drunk in impatience. Yeah. And I'll own that. Fair enough. I so, think we all agreed that yeah. it took a while for the Predator to show up. 
Yeah, but you know, once he does, pretty great. Um, last one in my what we watched because obviously I talked about um, uh, Top Gun earlier on. Uh, Carter. So this is a Netflix movie directed by Young Byung Gil, director of The Villainess. Um, this is a two-hour, seventeen-minute film. That is seemingly one shot and very obviously not um, about um, a guy who wakes up. Basically, the film starts with a bunch of people on a bus. They all put glasses on and the glasses tell them a mission. And what's the mission? To apprehend uh, a doctor who is holed up in this uh, apartment block. He goes to the apartment block. The Doctor appears to be dead, but who is there? Carter. Does Carter know who he is? He doesn't. He's very, very surprised to be apprehended by people. But uh, there's also a voice in his head saying, um, this phone's going to ring. Then the phone rings. Okay, pass me to the person who's talking to you with the gun on you. Okay. And then the phone blows up, takes that person out. Um, And then... He starts kicking loads of people's asses and he jumps from one building to another and he's in a bathhouse as a bunch of naked women and like gangsters and a naked woman with the camera twirling all around her upside down and all over the place. Naked woman, lady bits out and everything, uh, is threatening him and other people just try to kill him and he kills everyone. So it's a little... And it goes on like this. It's a little bit like... Go on. Um, hardcore Henry meets Jason Bourne, but set with Yakuza's. So, in my review for Godzilla, which will probably be up by the time that this comes up out, I described it as Memento meets John Wick, but then 28 days later, T-bones you. <laughs> because... There's also a virus about. <laughs> and you, know, you know what this movie is? What? Fucking virus. <laughs> and this virus basically turns people into rageaholics who lose all their hair. Um, it's... <laughs> fucking... Fuck that's not a spoiler because there's this uh, voice... There's this... Ra- like, these people on the bus with the glasses... Are basically kind of like listening to this radio program giving exposition and this is the thing right basically these fucking insane action sequences happen and then there's just five minutes of exposition and then there's another 15 20 minutes of action sequences then there's five minutes of exposition and it just plays out like that beat for beat for beat for beat until it gets to the end where something happens at the end there is a wide shot and something happens at the end, and it's like, right, okay, when's Carter 2 coming out? <laughs> um, it just fucking barrels it, it, along. It, it sounds a little bit like it's a, what a picture. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I fucking loved it. And I've seen, I've seen people online going like, it's fucking exhausting, and Jesus Christ, and absolutely it is. But this film... It's it's like the guy who directed it was just told you're never going to direct anything again, just do whatever, <laughs> and it's just done whatever. But 
every single kind of thing that can happen in an action film that you can think of happens in this film. <laughs> do everything, but also do loads of cocaine at the same time. Uh, m- mate, it is the most movie anyone has ever movied. <laughs> I'm, it, I'm very much looking forward to watching it. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit good that we didn't get to it. <laughs> yeah. It is fucking bonkers. Um, and, and to, like, seriously, just like the vibe, like, oh, no, all right. Are you oh, yeah. Watch it soon, yeah, 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 watch it um, probably this all week. All right, it just, there is a bit where some things come over a waterfall and it's like, why are they there? And then, oh, that's why they're there. Fine. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it there. All right. Um... <laughs> I it just it so many people get murdered by Carter <laughs> during the course of this fucking film. It <laughs> oh man, I yeah it it's I I think you two will fucking love it, and I mean it just yeah I I honestly and I I unabashedly really liked it you know and it's um. Again, in the Bodzilla review, I was talking about RRR and how that's just throwing so much. So there's there's an expression in video game kind of like journalism and whatnot and hearing podcasts quite a lot where it's like, I just want to play a video game ass video game where it's just ridiculous shit and you are just having the time of your life blowing shit up and killing people while really stupid convoluted stories are happening trying to justify it yep rrr does yep. that moonfall does yes that. <laughs> and carter does that and i am all here for all these it things. is a it is a movie ass movie uh, i i yeah i really 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 enjoyed it it is insanity. Nice. Yeah, can't wait for you two to watch it. Uh, uh, that, that's me, but fucking Carter, what a treat. If you don't like it, fuck <laughs> you. Bex, what have you been watching? Okay, I've got quite a few. All right, because I've, I've got like one. Okay. Nice. So. I'll do mine. Because I've only got one. Okay. And my, mine will link up with yours, won't it? Because I watched one film with you that wasn't the film that we're watching. I watched The Siege, the Edwards Wick movie, uh, with Denzel Washington, Annette Benning, Tony Shaloub, and Bruce Willis. It's all right. That's all you've got to say. Okay. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, we watched two films together. Do we? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're reviewing that next week. Motherfucker. Yeah, I know. Uh, so yes, that was it. That was mine, and I've got one other that I watched with you. So we'll, we'll, we'll get the end of that. I will do that. The movie version of "Don't Fuck with Cats," the fictional movie version. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we watched a movie called Untraceable with. You supposed to spin around that at the end. What? How? Diane Lane. Diane Lane. And. Hell yeah. I test screened this fucker. Sorry. 
Hanks's boy Colin was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and other people. Um, yeah. Um, so it's a 2008 movie, so I don't think I can really spoiler it. But it's uh, basically a website gets set up um, called Kill With Me. Yeah, why not? Um, and um, the feed just sort of lands and a man traps a kitten in a rat trap and it slowly dies in the rat trap and people watch it and then obviously that because don't fuck with cats gets people's attention um and they start sort of paying attention to what where this website's come from and stuff but they kind of don't really get too het up about it to start off with because you know it it is just a cat Mm. um and then a man appears on the feed and the kind of caption with it is the more people that watch the quicker he'll die um Mm. and yeah that's that's basically it isn't it the what is the first one it's the first one the light bulbs no no the first one uh let me check no the first one's the the more um like drug gets injected or something like that yeah that's it yeah i think it's a anticoagulant isn't it yeah Yeah. and he just yeah Um, and then he bleeds out yeah so the the more people log on the more he's injected with it the quicker he bleeds out and then the next one is the bulbs so the more people that log on log on like go on to the website the more bulbs come on and then he's essentially skin burns off yeah he's fried alive and then fucking colin goes missing colin goes missing yeah and then he appears on the video yeah. and then he the more is... people that go on the more oh so he's in like a water bath and then the more people that watch it the more acid is released into the water creating essentially higher higher concentration of acid in the water and his fucking skin melts off it dissolves yeah yeah that's harrowing that one didn't enjoy that yeah. diane lane didn't enjoy diane that either not enjoy that no no oh, really fucking solid thriller it's all right yeah yeah I really right. enjoyed it. <laughs> seven out of ten. Yeah, solid seven out of solid ten. Solid seven out of yeah, ten. Yeah. Enjoyable seven out of ten. Where else have been watching? Bad boy. Um, so, the one we shan't talk about. Yeah. Um, right, okay. Guys, strap in. So, I, I'm going to I'm gonna rattle through these. Because a lot of them are rewatches. So, um, I finally got through, finally battled through to the end of Thor. God, that movie's not great. I don't think that's a character that can hold its own movie within the MCU. Thor? Yeah. We've made four of them. Yeah, and three of them are really fucking weak. Fair point. Yeah. So, Thor. Kind of shit, but it advances the MCU. Then, Captain America, the first Avenger. I have never enjoyed the first Avenger as much as I enjoyed it this time round. I think maybe because I paid a bit more attention. Um... And it does lay a lot of foundation, doesn't it, for the for the Bucky stuff. Mm. Um, so, yeah, really enjoyed First Avenger. Then I watched The Avengers. Yep. Avengers is really good, actually. It is a bit kind of... It's got less charm, I suppose, than the, the films before it, because it is very much nameless threat from outer space. But it's kind of not really nameless, because it's... You know, the, the visible baddie is, is Loki. Hmm. He's just being manipulated. So, um, so yeah. So, But, yeah, really, really enjoyed the Avengers. Um, uh, right, I'll just get through the Marvel ones um, before I go back. So, Iron Man 3. 
obviously, which was the next in line. Enjoyed Iron Man 3 more than... I always, I think, enjoy Iron Man 3 more than I think I'm going to enjoy it. Because I always, when I'm not watching it, think it's shit. But it's actually quite good. And it's got Guy Pearce in it. So, yeah. It's got Becky Hall in it. It does have Becky Hall in it. Yeah. You don't like it because of the paltrowiness, do you? I don't mind Paltrow. It's heavy Paltrow, though. You you said you didn't like it. But then I was like, but Mark, she's in yoga pants and a sports bra at one point. And you were like, yeah, but the yoga pants cover up too much of her legs. I need to see them. Yeah, she's a short shorts girl. <laughs> she does rock a business short, to be fair. She does rock. Yeah. No, I don't like a business short. Yeah, she looks good in them, though. That's fine. I don't like a business short. Um, and then I watched Thor The Dark World. <laughs> Fucking elves. What's to be better than this? Elves are. Ah, fuck off. Fuck off. It's, yeah, it's really, really not very good. Like, so far in my rewatch, it's the weakest. By a country mile. I mean, everyone would say, I think we would agree with you on that. Yeah. A lot of people don't like Iron Man 3, though, either, do they? So I was, I was thinking, maybe it's just people being a bit meh about it. Minch-faced, we used to say a lot, didn't we? Mm. Um, but no, it's not. No. And then... And then, and then, uh, obviously, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Really fucking like Winter Soldier, to be honest with you. It's very Bucky heavy, but it is also the introduction of Sam, human white noise. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Although he annoyed me less in this one because I was like, oh, I've never really noticed that. Like the wind. He's there. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, because he is whenever he's on screen. I never really paid attention to the fact that the wings aren't something that like Tony gives him. Like that's how he was a like a para rescuer or whatever the fuck yeah. he was. They they're like government issue wings, and he's just really fucking good on them. But it's just really hard to notice through all the fucking screen fuzz. <laughs> so yeah, really enjoyed that. And then and then skipped Guardians of the Galaxy because I can't be fucking bothered with it. <laughs> You can't do a rewatch and then skip one. I read the plot synopsis on Wikipedia and decided that I didn't need to actually rewatch any of it. I know there's Infinity Stone shit, but I've seen Guardians quite a few times. Carry on. So I watched Age of Ultron. Well, I started watching Age of Ultron, so, you know, watch this space. Ultron's a cunt, isn't he? I'm alright with him, though. He's a dick. James Spader, of course, is a prick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so going... if Spader played a nice guy you'd be like what's going on what's going on that was some fucking weird shit <laughs> <laughs> so going backwards um, I I rewatched the entirety of Zack Schneider's Justice League in one night after being at a work hell event. yeah really yeah. wow yeah. <laughs> got home at around half nine ten hell yeah and then just shit. watched the shit out of it Whilst drinking wine and eating chocolate. <laughs> it, it, it both fucks and slaps, does Zack Schneider's Justice League, to be fair. I know I know we all hate Ezra Miller now, but and he is a twat. I'm not I'm not detracting yeah. from that. But he's, the Play flash is really good. He's really good as the flash. And it is it is quite sad that people can't just not be twats. Because then it, it ruins intellectual properties. I mean, it sucks for other reasons as well, but but it also uh, sucks for that reason. I just had a notification come off on my computer 
It's like, all right, what's that then? So I get notifications from from the Verge tech website. This is really, really on a tangent, and I'm sorry. But the headline. Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation apparently vibed too hard for some laptops. So, I need to click on that, obviously. So, a Microsoft engineer, Raymond Chen, who worked on Windows during the Windows XP era, has blogged that Rhythm Nation contained a sound that crashed hard drives, and sometimes not just that hard drive, but the hard drive of a laptop near it. Um, because it had a sound in it that resonated with a specific model of laptop hard drive and would essentially do the equivalent of someone smashing a wine glass by playing, like, a particular high-frequency sound. Um, and they literally had to stop the affected computers from being able to play the frequency that Rhythm Nation emitted. Because otherwise, it would straight up destroy the hard drive of that laptop and any laptop near it. Okay. And in, that's today's It's All a Simulation. <laughs> that, Rhythm Nation vibed with laptops so hard that it killed them. I remember the song. <laughs> we are part of a rhythm nation. Oh, yes, I remember now. So anyway, Justice League. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was, I was a bit concerned that maybe like I'd got a bit too wrapped up in it when we first watched it, and was like, and because I remember saying at the time, like it doesn't feel too long as a movie. It's long, but it doesn't feel too long. It filled. It earns its time. Yeah, and I was a little bit concerned that it was just because it was it was an exciting like event it coming out and it, you know there was a lot more stuff in it and blah blah blah. No, it earns that fucking runtime. Fair enough. But I can understand why people might have to watch it in two goes. <laughs> Staying up until gone two in the morning was not my brightest move when I was. Uh... And then you fucking got home early, didn't you? I was like, oh, it doesn't matter if I stay up until, like, gone two in the morning watching Justice League because Mark's in Manchester. He won't be home until probably, like, mid-afternoon. Now he fucking rocks up at, like, eight in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nerd. What, what, rock... Uh, Mark left somewhere really, really fucking early so he could get home really early. Yeah. That's not like Mark <laughs> at is, all. It is, like, typical Mark behaviour, isn't it? <laughs> I like breakfast. <laughs> it was a nice surprise to see you though, but I had like so when I lock the door on a night, I lock it and I leave the key on the inside so no one can like. Pick... I, 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 what is one of my biggest bugbears in the world? But I wasn't expecting you. What one of my biggest bugbears in the world? Becky? Yeah, to be fair, Mark. So I've got this like thing in my head. I think someone said to me at some point in like my youth, "Oh, leave the key in the back of the lock when you lock it on a night because otherwise people can pick the lock. So I just like, it's just... You could still pick a lock with the key in it. No, you can't because you can't get your lock picks in. That's my theory. Don Don does that as well. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a thing that's embedded in my brain. So on a night, I lock the doors and I leave the keys in. So you should have known this. 
And then, right, so he texts me, but my phone was on silent. He rings me, obviously phone's on silent. So he, he does the find iPhone alert to wake me up. To be fair, I actually do the same thing on Saturday morning to wake you up because I knew you wouldn't get up for work. I was already awake. That's a lie. I'm pretty sure I was. <laughs> you were not. So yeah, that was, that was yeah, quite But funny. yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> Fucking knobhead. Um, and then the last movie I watched was Elvis again. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. Did you buy it? Eh? Yeah. Did you buy yeah. it? You spent 20 quid on iTunes for it. Yeah, and then when it comes out on fucking Steelbook, I'll buy it on there as well. Hell yeah. That's third time? Third time, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Really tempted to watch That's it again ace. this weekend. I honestly, I, I just inject it into my fucking eyes. <laughs> I love it. That's Even great. Even Tom Hanks in it doesn't annoy me anymore. I can see past it. Nice. So questions. Well, actually, I'll do. I'll do the question that we asked first when I can find it. So I asked the question of you, lovely, lovely people. Our question for you this week is: Which perceived box office flop do you wish had made more money promoting sequels? Uh, the Rewatch Project, uh, say uh, one of our sister podcasts, uh, says. I well, actually, there's two parts to this. Uh, Master and Commander, good shout. But also Is says, this a Crow movie? yes. Um, I also realised Terminator Dark Fate. I would have enjoyed a follow up uh, in that continuity. Rewatched it recently, and that thing is fun as hell. Too true. Well, actually, no, no, because I've watched it since we watched it together. Slightly drunk, I think. <laughs> uh, yep. Christopher Burns, uh, there was a five-year window of opportunity to enjoy a Man From Uncle sequel without knowing anything about its co-lead. Yeah. I assume this is relating to oh, Henry Cavill yeah. and his really liking to build supercomputers. Fucking love that about him. He's nah. such a fucking nerd. Have you seen the interview clip where um, Fallon asks him what he does for cardio and he's like, oh, you know, I find a way. <laughs> and the audience all, like, chuckles at him. <laughs> and Fallon's like, oh, go on, then, like, yeah, to explain it. And Cavill just looks really awkward, like, shit, I didn't expect to follow, your follow-up. I thought you'd just, like, get that I meant fucking. Um, and fa- and he's like, um, he's like, no, come on, tell me what you can't, because you, you're in really good shape. T- let, let me know, I can, I can follow your routine. And he just laughs, and he's like, Fallon's like, what, what? And Cavill's like, I, th- I think they get it and like gestures towards the audience who are just like laughing at this point because Fallon's been such a twat oh how unlike Fallon I know but I think like an unintentional like he genuinely didn't get it twat like he didn't seem like a bit again how unlike Fallon <laughs> um, I like the fact that, that recently Henry Cavill um, posted another um, story about his computer that he the fans have blown it and so he bought these new fans to put in it <laughs> and it was just about that <laughs> and it's just like He's fucking Superman. And he's just posting on Instagram like a regular nerd. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really impressive that he can reload his arms as well. It is impressive that he can reload his arms. <laughs> I um, sent Mark that, the link, the YouTube link for that trailer again the other day. And he just messaged me back saying, what? What about it? I was like, it's just a really good trailer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Jones, uh, friend of the show. Uh, the A-team, of course, Andrew is, is correct. That is one of the right answers. Mm. Um, 
Rick Kidd, uh, we've well, already had uh, the two already, uh, the nice guys, which was part of the gif of the, what is it, a Big Trouble in Little China, which is what uh, Mr. F1978 said. Uh, but I'd love to see sequels to The Guest and Valerian City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, who could say no to more space pimp Ethan Hawke? Yeah, I really liked Valerian. Yeah, it's a good good time. And I was really ready to not like it as well because I don't like her. Yeah, well, yeah. But it it works. Her being her works in that film. Mm-hmm. And Dane DeHaan is just really fucking like captivating to look at. I wouldn't say necessarily he's a particularly attractive man, but he's he's got an interesting face. Mm. Like you could just watch it for ages, just being like, how does that work then? Yeah. Those parts don't fit together. Yeah. You could be 45 <laughs> or 14. I don't get it. Like Louis Diaz. <laughs> yeah. He could be someone's grandpa or toddler son. <laughs> Who knows? And Dylan Black Lanterns uh, just knocks out the park with a movie that I cannot believe I haven't seen. Money Plane. The simply ridiculous straight to streaming Kelsey Grammer, Thomas Jane and Joey Lawrence film. That does seem like a film title that would intrigue you. It has intrigued me, Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> what I want that you guys have, because I've got like the nice guys would be up there, the A team would be up there. Yeah, losers. Yeah, that's a fair, that's a good shout. Zack Schneider's Justice League. Dread, baby! Yeah. Just remember, somebody else did say Judge Dread, actually, yeah, on this. You're just not giving them credit? No, they quote-tweeted it. Oh. So, yeah, quote-tweet. Uh, reform Pauls. Uh, Paul, S-D-M-C-R. Uh, yeah, Judge Dread. Good show. I thought you'd go for Dread, mm, mm. Um It's fucking great, is that film. And then we did get asked a few questions. Oh Christ, I haven't seen any of these, so I haven't prepared any answers. There might be a lot of I don't know, I'll have to think about it. <laughs> By the way, last week, it was two weeks ago, um, I said that I had the best cameo, but I forgot it. <laughs> yeah, go on. I remembered it. Have you remembered it still, or have you forgotten I've it again? I forgot it briefly again, but I remembered it again. Okay. It is Matt Damon in the movie Euro Trip singing Scotty Doesn't Know. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah. Oh, did you remember it because we were listening to it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is really good. <laughs> so Dylan Black Lanterns uh, asks, after finally watching the Wild Wild Alex Winter film Freaked, uh, which is up on YouTube in HD, the loft aside, what are some of your favourite criminally underrated or slept on films? <clears throat> oh, fuck. Silent Hill 2. No. Uh, Hang on, what? The, the second Silent Hill film? Yeah, yeah, the one that's basically based on number three. It's basically just like watching a YouTube video of someone playing the game. Love that. You're a silly. <laughs> uh, I think we, we all know who's the silly in this house. That's a fair point. I am challenging, though. Um... I, I, um, see, I used to say deep cover for this because it was the correct answer. But it's on the Criterion but, collection. But now, but now, now everybody's caught up with that. me. I think I've said it enough. I think I have that influence. <laughs> and it's now just perceived you as should, a modern You should have written the essay. Huh? You should have written the essay for the book. I, did, they, they, I, I should have, but the pricks didn't ask me. I bet they asked somebody who they think was more worthy. <laughs> Of me going, fucking great is this. <laughs> Although, I mean, the loft has to be up there. We all know that. 
the comedy silence of Paulie Shaw in ha- Son-in-Law. Oh, gross. Shut up. Not bad. It's a good film. Happy Death Day to you. So we could have got the third in the fucking trilogy that's probably never going to happen at this point. That's a good point, that, actually. Happy Death Day to you. Fucking bangs. Yeah. It's, and... The fact, it's, the fact it, it, it's essentially, it's no longer a horror movie. It's like a weird sci-fi. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Completely changes genre and just, like, didn't really do anything. And that's very, very annoying. Uh, well, one that covers both the question that we asked and the answer of this. Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Genuinely one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, given more time to think, I'm sure I could come up with a better answer. But my brain's just, it's, it's been a long day. Andrew Jones, with the icy product placement in Note being part of Cineworld's marketing offering free drinks for IMAX tickets, what classic snacks and classic films would you like to see link up in a particularly unsubtle, maybe uh, heretic ways? Um, The cum of uh, the box office cashier for Itchy the Killer. (laughs) Foot long hot dogs for what we didn't want. Foot long hot dogs for what men want. <laughs> there was actually a film called Men Want recently, wasn't there? Yeah. Foot long hot dogs was. for everything yep. everywhere. <laughs> mm. I'm glad we, we brought the tone right down to max level for that one. <laughs> well, no, because mine was just based on the fact that there's a world where they have hot dogs for fingers. Mine was innocent. No, it won't. Yeah, it was. No, it won't. Um, Rick Kidd when listening to podcasts where the host suggested that Jordan Peele has the best opening trio of films directed not sure I agree but what do you think nope nope. Uh, who do you think has a better first three films directed anyone that's directed a trio of films harsh Becky I'm really angry with him Christopher Landon do Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day to you and Freaky. He did one before, didn't he? Fuck, he did a paranormal... Oh, he might have done a paranormal activity. I think we can not count that, though, because, like, it's part of the franchise. I mean, oh, Dark I Star, know. Assault on Precinct 13 and Halloween is a pretty fucking banging first three movies. Oh, God, yeah. Right well, he actually, because so, did you see that about Jordan Peele in, like, people have been reporting on it, he, um, someone called him the best horror director of all time, clearly someone very young, mm. um, and he was like, um, um, he was saying that he won't take the slander of John Carpenter, because clearly that mantle goes to him. Me, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't think we can have people like Tarantino, they, they seem a little bit obvious, so Carpenter seem a little bit obvious, though. Mm, mm. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 opening trilogy. I, I mean, Tony Scott, The Hunger, Top Gun, and Beverly Hills Cop Two is pretty fucking banging as well. That's good. That's really fucking good. That might, that might, because of The Hunger versus Dark Star, be stronger than. Carpenter. What? Hmm. So you claim. The hunger's really fucking good. 
I don't think I've seen that all the way through. I think we need to correct a that. A Beverly Hills Cop's really fucking good. Yeah, it is. Fuck it, I'm going with Tony Scott. All roads lead to Tony Scott. <laughs> Fair. Just want to look at one other person. Yeah, no, okay, I'm not going to be able to use that. It was it. Don't you worry. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say Florence Pugh for Don't Worry Darling <laughs> Dune 2 when Denny Villeneuve has a breakdown <laughs> and uh, Garden State 2 <laughs> yeah oh, um, right that was a that was a bumper episode wasn't it it was very long we went for that didn't it we? was it's quite late yeah, yeah. it's getting it on it is half past nine half past the nines cool what are we covering next week like generally what the fuck are we covering next week <laughs> Oh, oh fuck, what are we covering next week? Um, shit. So, we're going to do they slash them. Yep. But there's also something coming out in cinemas. Orphan. Um, Orphan. Orphan first kill! Right, so, this film is getting no bad reviews. Yeah. People seem to fucking love yeah. it. It's getting better reviews than the first one. <laughs> and day shift, I'm assuming. Like... Yeah, and day shift. That's right. God, it's a busy week again. So apparently, Orphan First Kill, first half is a bit like, yeah, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Second half, oh no, it's not. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. <coughs> I hope it turns out that she's got a twin who's even more evil than her <laughs> and then kills her. <laughs> yeah. Right. Thank you very much. Rebecca? Thanks, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. You got it, Bob. And thank you very much for you for listening, you beautiful people. Thanks, We guys. shall speak to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.